The Super Speedway Podcast is a Dream Bigger Media production. For news, photos, show notes, and information about advertising on the podcast, visit www.thesuperspeedway.com. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Super Speedway. Welcome to episode 133 of the Super Speedway Podcast, recorded Wednesday, November 6, 2019. I'm your host, Eric Young, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, James Cush. James, how's it going? Good, man. I'm tired. <laughs> it's only Wednesday, but I'm tired. I know. I'm so thrown off because, I, I'm, I, as we've talked about on the podcast, I've got a new job. I'm working at a, a daily newspaper now, and we work on tomorrow's paper today. So I'm so confused over what I'm 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 in Thursday mode right now because I worked on Thursday all day today. Yeah. And so it's yeah, it feels like it should be almost the weekend. Tomorrow should be Friday, but it's not. Tomorrow's only Thursday. I have a big project due on Friday this week and also I'm having new flooring installed. So I'm just trying to make it to Friday. Yeah. Looking ahead and it's starting to I'm starting to get a little shaky. <laughs> nonetheless, I'm here. I'm ready to roll. We're going to keep this bad boy going. It's all good. Well, I was excited because I had nothing going on tomorrow night. I could. I was like, man, I can come home, maybe make some dinner, actually like just chill out. And then I find out it's parent-teacher conferences tomorrow night. So Oh, yeah. Get to you go guys do that never, instead. You guys never stop. No, it never. It, no. Sat, wait till Saturday, James. I've got the boys have a hockey tournament in Gladwin in the morning um, from about 1030 to 4. Oh my god! And then I'm heading straight to Saginaw to go to Saginaw Spirit Hockey. So, wow. Yep. All it's kinds all of good hockey. stuff. All day. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of marathons, we had 500 miles on Sunday at Texas Motor Speedway. Look at that professional transition. Yeah, really good. The AAA 500 at Texas Motor Speedway uh, should have been the AAA 300, in my opinion, but. Um, especially like four hours. I, was. you know, with the length of that first stage and all the wrecks, I was wondering if we were ever going to finish that race. I thought it might be another Coke 600 type situation, but they managed to keep it off the wall for the next two stages. And for the most part, and I uh, have a pretty clean race, but, um, yeah, uh, James has in the notes here, SHR flexes its muscle. And that was pretty much it. It was an SHR kind of day out there at the, yeah, they, they were, uh, they were tough. Yes. All, yeah. I mean, all of them. Yeah. Well, maybe not so much Boyer, but I mean, he led. They all led. Right. Yeah. So, so Kevin Harvick wins the race with 119 laps led. Um, Eric Almarola second, 62 laps led. Daniel Suarez leads 25 for third. And then where the heck did Boyer end up? Where Boyer you at, was Boyer? 11 with 36. Yep. 36 laps led. So, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good day. Um, another one worth mentioning. I mean, we're going to bounce around a bit here and we'll talk more about Stuart Haas, but uh how about old Jimmer? Jimmer leads forty laps. He finished thirty fourth after spinning. Yeah, but, uh, Jimmy gets good uh, there for a little bit. Yeah, he, and he, I believe he led in uh, in the spring there too, didn't he? I I would yeah I think so, I think so because he was coming off that really bad uh, Martinsville race in the spring too. Right. I think is how it went. I can't remember the timeline very well, but um, yeah, he's had a couple of moments. It's funny we we remember when he leads. More <laughs> yeah, so right. Than That's rough. Anything else now? Yeah. Oh, poor Jimmy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, yeah, we had a pretty wild first stage. Um, seemed a lot of issues with uh, with the PJ1. Uh, kind of seemed like, you know, it was, a, it was a cooler weekend in Texas this weekend. I think it was a little warmer on Sunday than it was on Saturday. But uh, it seemed like until that traction compound got, got activated, it was pretty slick if you got into it. And we saw a lot of guys. A lot of guys. Yeah. Really good drivers, too. Yeah. Um, Elliot, Kozlowski. Um, Hamlin had issues with it. So Johnson, um, I mean, those are, that's the, the cream of the crop for, for talented guys getting right. involved in, in kind of silly things, but yeah, I don't know, man, that PJ one, I <laughs> love it or hate it, I guess. Right. I right. Don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think this was, we've, we've seen instances where it hasn't helped, but I think this was the first time we really saw it actually maybe be a problem i think yeah i mean kentucky it was pretty much there and did nothing um but but here it would actually created wrecks but I, you know i mean texas is tough as it is it's been tough since the repave but we saw a lot more stuff happening in three and four than we've seen 
usually it's one and two where everybody struggles. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know because three and four is the narrower of the two corners now, the way right. they have it laid out. So I don't know if that has something to do with it too, where um, drivers are kind of hunting around. I did see Brad Kozlowski. Um, he he did say that he should he knew better than right. to go up high. And uh, said he just kind of put himself in trouble. Well, on he, his own. he almost lost it one and two on the same lap. Yeah, he was all. Yeah, he was hunting for something, and and it kind of bit him in the butt. But that was a heck of a wreck. Stenhouse just yeah. kind of there in the wrong spot at the wrong um, time. Yeah, Ricky had nowhere to go. That wasn't even Ricky. I know Ricky's in an accident every week, but that <laughs> right. wasn't actually wasn't his deal. He was just kind of swept up in it. But speaking of that, Ricky Stenhouse did run really well up until that point too. He was up front running better yeah, than we've seen Fords, him. Run. The Fords in general were a strong contingent. I mean, I know Stuart Haas was the, was the uh, best of the bunch, but the Penske guys were also good. Right. Speaking of, uh, speaking of crashing though, um, I, I'm going to stand by that. There is nobody better with worse luck in the playoffs this season than Chase Elliott, man. Oh, I've got something for Chase. <laughs> so here's, so I, I, everybody kind of felt bad for Chase for a little bit. Right. And this, this was kind of his deal. Yeah, I don't this know. was Chase. This wasn't mechanic. You can't blame mechanical on this one. So Chase Elliott inherited all of Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s fans. He's also inherited his <laughs> underachieving um, in big races. Dang, man. How about that? How about that? Huh. You're Come laying it Chase. down. Come at me, Chase Elliott That's the most fan. popular driver, man. I know, but... <laughs> No, he's he that that team that I don't know whatever you want to call it, they are choking this at this yeah. off this postseason for sure. And they're still advanced; they still have a shot. Yeah, I, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean they have a shot, but they got to win this weekend. I mean they've they're been trying, been trying to give this playoff run away. They're the only ones that have to win this weekend. Um, everybody else could points their way in. It's tough, but well, our could. guy. Um, this kind of is a little bit of a transition, but Denny Hamlin, um, the guy we both think was going to win this thing, he went from 20 points, 24 points to the good to um, 20 points out. Yeah. So 40 plus point swing on his end right there. Yeah, not uh, a great weekend in Martinsville last weekend and then spins through the grass and rips the splitter off. All they had Texas. to do was have a good day yeah. today or on Sunday and he would have been in still decent shape. Yeah. But. You got Joey um, well, Logano, who was looking really bad last week. He's 20 in now. Yeah, it really helped him. So here, here's my question yeah. off of now off of that. I'm I'm doing I'm doing uh, I'm just kind of lining all these things up one at a time now. <laughs> uh, do, so do we go to Homestead with the same four as we went to Homestead with last year? Is that what's going to happen? Remember here? who the four were last year? Is it the four that are what? in there right now? The four that are in there right now: Logano, Harvick, Truex, Kyle Busch, all fighting for the championship for the second year in a row. I don't think so. I think Hamlin gets in. I am not giving up on Denny. No. I think I will be willing now? to give up on the other three, even though Chase is good at Phoenix. Um, I'm I'm going to get off the Chase bandwagon this week, which means he'll win. <laughs> so, he could win. Yeah. He could win there. He could win there. But I think I think Denny's going to get in. I think he's going to find a way to get himself in there, and then he's going to be a threat there. I mean, we're going to wipe the slate clean at Homestead anyway, and – yeah. Um, I mean, I'd still we've we've talked about it since, you know, we started you know, since Larson had a shot in this thing. I still want to see Larson get through. I, I, I want to see, see what Larson can do as one of the final four at Homestead, especially being this is the last season at Homestead with, it, with a championship on the line. What can that guy do? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you want to talk about somebody who I don't think can hang, hang on to the pressure. I think Larson chokes if he gets in that situation, but possibly. I mean, he's he's run well at Homestead, but he's had zero pressure every time he's, he's run never there. won there, though, either. So. True that, too. But he's never but he's also, you know, when they get to Homestead now, it's everybody else kind of realizes that there's four guys. Yeah. And what was it was last year, right, where he I mean, he was going to win the race. He just uh, lifted, that was or two years ago. That was two years ago. That was yeah. the Truex Junior Championship. Yeah. He yep. let Kyle Busch and Martin Truex go at it. Yeah. That, that he could have won that race if, he, if it was for the championship. Yeah, if he was really going for it, yeah. Yeah. So, um, speaking of Kyle Larson, uh, Larson had some comments about Bubba Wallace this week. Um, Bubba, uh, Bubba again doing stuff to irritate other drivers. Spins himself out. Well, we're pretty certain spun himself he out. He spun on himself purpose. out on purpose. Yeah. Um, he didn't get the job done the first time, so he looped it again. Right. 
Um, yeah, it was it was pretty obvious. <laughs> like, okay, so what does this tell us more than anything? That Bubba was trying to spin himself out, or these cars have so much grip that you can't spin it out when you try to. <laughs> that's yeah, that's part of that too. And he had a tire down too. Right. But I think he, he had a flat tire. He's running on the inner liner. He still can't wreck the thing. Well, Martinsville, we had Logano and Boyer do the same dang thing. It's right. just not as uh, that they weren't as blatant about it. But. Right. So I was listening to, to Dale Jr.'s podcast this week, and they were discussing this, and they were discussing whether this should be something that NASCAR penalizes. And Jr.'s opinion, and I kind of agree with it, is, is that we don't want NASCAR to be making judgment calls on this type of thing because, yeah, this one was pretty clear, but other ones aren't necessarily going to be. Um, and, of course, Jr.'s one to have an opinion on it because Jr. got penalized for doing this before, but Jr. got penalized because he bragged about it in the post-race uh, interview. Yeah, he did. You know, and, and there was talk on that podcast about Boyer being penalized for it at Richmond with the whole Michael Waltrip racing thing. But that really wasn't, and, and Junior pointed out. That was a team. Yeah, that wasn't had really yeah. less to do with Boyer spitting and more to do with all of the orders that went together to create yeah. that whole situation. So well, NASCAR historically, unless you blatantly say that you did it, hasn't stepped in on this, and I don't think they should. Um, and, and what they talked about on there is, you know, someone like Kyle Larson should go up to Bubba and say, listen, man, you know, you just screwed me up. You, you just cost me points. And this was an important day for me. And you're running back here and, yeah. you know, whatever position. And you just cost me possibly a championship. So, and, and, you know, or somebody like Jimmy Johnson, somebody with, you know, who's a, you know, elder statesman in the, in the series, go talk to him yeah. and say, you shouldn't be doing that stuff and let, let the drivers a- police it. We have this championship structure, and it is so dang fickle, and there's so much going on with drivers who are not even involved in a championship hunt having effects on the race. Um, I would like to see NASCAR crack down on it a little bit. I I don't think it's – I don't want to see a judgment call made, but they need to put an end to this now. See, I don't don't want that. I don't want – I I don't want them making calls. See, I don't want – can't have here, drivers. Here's the thing, though, James. Here's the thing, doing. though, is you're going to start that. That's where it starts. And pretty soon you've got blocking penalties and you've got penalties like the Formula like Formula One has. And we don't want that stuff. I think, you know, and I and I believe Stuart talked about it this week because they mentioned they mentioned on the podcast. I didn't hear Stuart, but they mentioned it on Junior's podcast that Stuart weighed in on it. And he agreed that NASCAR shouldn't be have any input on it. And he added that NASCAR shouldn't be <laughs> officiating oh, maybe, the yellow line rule too. And I agree. <laughs> you and know? Maybe, maybe he's got a point that the, that the drivers need to police themselves yeah, on this one, exactly. which I would be okay with. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, this I, is, this is one of those situations. It's kind of like boys have at it, have at it. If NASCAR needs to step in, then yes, but I don't think I mean, they need to. I think it's not like it happens. Well, I guess it's happened two weeks in a I'm, row, but <laughs> How many times have you played the NASCAR video games and you're at Talladega and you lose the draft, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, you're just looping around on the backstretch. And yeah. You're, you're good to get the caution, well, get caught back up. I can't tell you how many times I haven't wrecked the guy in front of me to get a caution, too. So Yeah, I've done that before. I mean, sure. and, and that's the thing. Like, okay, what's what's different about this, James, than if you spin a lap guy out? I to get a caution. You know, I mean. Yeah. I mean, so now you got to make a judgment call on that. Yeah. I agree with you there. I, I just don't. I don't, not, I'm not saying what Bubba did was okay. It's not, no, he shouldn't I've, have done it, but NASCAR shouldn't be the one penalizing him for it. I've always struggled with how we've got a championship battle going on with all these other guys out there. And right. it, it, it's but that's just, what's uh, fun about it though. It, it is, but I have always struggled with what do you do in certain situations? And this is, this falls into that gray area of, oh man, I don't know what to do here. I'd like to see NASCAR do something. I'd like to see, or I'd like to see the, I'd like to see somebody do something like you said, you had a, I think you nailed it. Jimmy Johnson needs to get up in front of the mm-hmm. driver's meeting or somebody in high stature, Harvick, yeah. um, a champion of the sport needs to get up there and say, listen, you dumb, you know what? <laughs> right. Keep your car, keep four wheels on the track. Let's, yep. let's, let's race. If you're not in this championship hunt, quit, you know, quit affecting things. Yep. You know? Just drive smart. I think that's all that really needs to be done. Yeah. That's all that needs to be said. Just I mean, be smart. Be better. How are you gonna punish how are you gonna penalize Bubba Wallace to make it mean anything? What it's are you not. It what are you gonna it. that's the thing. NASCAR is gonna make it create a penalty. All it's gonna do is set a precedent, but it's not gonna affect anything, it's not gonna change anything. So what's the point? Right. Right. So it doesn't matter. All right. What else about Texas? What else should we talk about? Um 
it's freaking uh, long. Yeah. Um, it, 500 miles is just too long for a mile and a half track, man. Yeah. I, I mean, know. you know my um, opinion on I, I, I still stand you by. Love long, you love long races. Yeah. 300 miles max, unless it's one of the special races. Yeah. And there's nothing. So I'm sorry, Texas. I'm sorry, Eddie Gassage. There's not yeah. much special about your track. So did you listen to Junior's podcast this week? I did not, but I... I've listened to I did listen to a couple of podcasts, but I did not listen to Junior's. So let me point out another thing that Junior complained about on his podcast, and I kind of agree with him on it. Um, so apparently during driver intros at Texas Motor Speedway this weekend, while they were introducing the drivers, drivers are out on the stage. They got their backs to the backstretch. They have that big giant TV screen at Texas Motor Speedway. Well, on the tech on the TV screen, they were putting up these like comments about the drivers as they were being introduced. And they were like really negative, nasty, like comments, like making fun of their driving or, or this and that. And I, Junior had a, actual examples of what of them, what they had. Some I, there was one about Garrett Smithley and wrecking before, or I don't know, just <laughs> it, it wasn't good natured stuff. And and Junior pointed out, like, is this? Are you helping the sport by doing that? And I thought that was kind of just. I don't know. I can't, I can't think of the word I'm thinking of. Just not very classy, I guess, by Texas Motor Speed or whoever did it. Yeah. I mean, I know yeah, I don't have much of an example here to give you to really. It's not the time or the place. No. No. And I mean, the, the I, drivers I, didn't yeah. know about it. The drivers didn't even see it. And it's, yeah, like, it's not like they're doing the Jimmy Kimmel mean tweets. Right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. They're getting ready to go out there and compete. Yeah. But these drivers know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. They, I mean, they the, are they the drivers are big boys. They should be able to handle it. But what they should you, be thick skinned enough to handle but how it. How are you helping the sport by doing that? What are you really doing? I mean, so so Junior commented on, you know, like Daytona 500. Like, can you imagine if they did this at the Daytona 500? They did it at the Indy 500. Yeah, it's almost I, like you're making fun of yourself. Right. I mean, these this is this is supposed to be a big deal. We're supposed to be above this type of stuff. This is supposed to be you know, something special essentially. And they're like making a mockery of it. And just, I don't know. I mean, of all the tracks to do it, Texas doesn't surprise me to be in the one. Well, but. Texas always uses the, uh, the ways of others to make, <laughs> to, to prop up themselves. Right. Their, yeah. Their Ju- promotions are always about somebody else. Yeah. Junior uh, mentioned the, uh, evil stepmother, um, billboards that were up when he was struggling with Teresa. So yeah, there's that. Um, <laughs> I remember very fondly the Tony Stewart Carl Edwards battle was mm-hmm. pretty much laid out before Texas and they did that whole thing. Yeah, and there I forget who it was that fought the one week and the next week Texas had a boxing ring set up for him. Yeah, well they did the Denny Hamlin thing this week too. Yeah. They were doing that with Joey Logano. Yep. So yeah. I don't know. I who, It's not something it, to get too bent out of shape do. about, but I don't know. Yeah. Just it's not do, very classy. Do, do what you gotta do, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Anything else worth mentioning about Texas? Um, Jordan Bianchi had a good. Uh, did you Did you listen to the teardown? No, I did it? not. Okay, so Jordan Bianchi basically, I'll I'll do this really quickly. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. he said he's on the side of Eric Almarola should have pulled over for Kevin Harvick, regardless of when Harvick caught him. Hmm. Just give it. He should have gave it to him. And I have a hard time disagreeing with that point, as much as I hate myself for it. Yeah. Like, yeah. That. For Stuart Haas Racing, it matters to have Kevin Harvick win that race. Um, if the circumstances would have played out a little differently and Eric Almirola had maybe pulled over to give him the win, it it is a interest and is an interesting concept when you get to this point of the playoff format. I have a better one for you than that. Where you've got four cars out there and three of them can technically prop up that one driver. I, I it's just very it's a, it was an interesting comment. I encourage people to listen to it. He and Jeff Gluck had a good uh, conversation about it. I have a better better scenario than that for you. So this weekend, Phoenix, William Byron's leading the race, gets the white flag, Chase Elliott's in second. Exactly. I mean. Exactly. exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's yeah. that's huge. You got Chase who there's, I mean, that's the only way he's going to get in. Harvick, you know, was probably, he had a pretty good chance of getting in Harvick regardless. Getting in. Yeah, but, but Chase isn't getting in without the win this weekend. If, I mean, as a fan, I'd be pissed. I mean, I, I was mad at Supercross last year when I forget who it was. Eli Tomac was up for the million that. dollars in the uh, Monster Energy Cup and his teammate pulled over. I think it was Jordan or I was uh, Savachi pulled over in like the la- on the last lap, like just blatantly pulled over and let him get the win and get the million dollars. And that really made me mad. But from a team standpoint, 
Yeah, you gotta look at it from the team <laughs> perspective, right? And what does you NASCAR do of, then? You have all of all that they've already kind of set the precedent on that, right? Uh, but I mean, there's ways that you can talk about it before the race and say, "Hey, guys, if you're if there's if this situation comes up, here's what you got to do." Right. And by because the way, Chad Knauss and and William Byron say that they would not pull over. No, Chase they'd Elliott. go for the win. No, Chad Knauss isn't doing that crap. He ain't gonna let that happen. I don't know, man. I think they but, say it. I don't think they mean it. I think they would. I think they would back off. But think, well, well, think about it from Stuart Haas's perspective. Bush is one of the biggest sponsors they have. Har- Harvick's car has their two biggest sponsors, Bush and Mobile One. Right. And he's going to be going to compete for a championship. So, <laughs> I mean, from the team perspective, it does make sense. It's yeah. an interesting thought. I w- this is not the last time this is going to come up in NASCAR if this no. playoff format continues the way it is. It's not just that. It's going to... It's going to go further than this. Yes. There, there will be a decision moment when it really matters. Manufacturing. Man, yep. We've already seen the manufacturers that the manufacturers are trying their damnedest to ruin super speedway racing for yep. us with yep. some of the, some of the stuff that they're pulling. And it makes me discouraged heading into the Daytona 500 next year a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some I agree. This, I agree. It drives me crazy. Um, I don't know, but I it was a it's I just encourage people to listen to the teardown just to hear that part of the conversation because I was really intrigued by it. I'll have to check it out. No, I did not listen this week. So. Yeah, we've we've seen it in F one before. Um, wasn't it Michael Schumacher? Got yeah. somebody gave him a win time long time ago. Um, so yeah, it's it's happened, but there is so much on the line for this championship. It's it's uh it's an interesting dilemma. Yeah, I guess. It is. Yeah, it would be interesting to see uh, what would happen. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, we, we kind of pretty much talked to the, talked about the points. We've got two drivers locked in for uh, Homestead. Martin Churks Jr. and Kevin Harvick gets the win this weekend. Uh, by the way, Kevin well. Harvick, my, my pick last week, nice. by the way. Nice, nice. I, I, was, I was pretty stingy on him, too. I yeah. Um, Kyle Busch is in right now, 22 to the good. Joey Logano, 20 to the good. Uh, Denny Hamlin's 20 out. Kyle Larson twenty or Kyle Larson and Ryan Blaney both twenty three out. I mean, realistically, all those guys have a shot at either making or missing the playoffs uh, or, or the final four. Chase Elliott seventy eight points out. He's he's out without a win. He's got to win. Chase has to win. So, but again, we're going to a track that Chase is good at. He's run well at Phoenix, and so there's a chance it could happen. It's tough because it's Kyle Busch's playground. Yeah. So really, it's. Well, it's, it's Kevin Harvick's playground too, although not in this configuration. Not as, rec- not as recent, yeah, not as recently. Kyle Busch has kind of put his stamp on it the last few years. I, man, I, it's going to be tough to see anybody fall out of there. It, it's, I think we've got three. It's Truex, Harvick, and Bush. Even though Kyle, I Bush don't is, know, man. Kyle Busch has somehow backed his way all the way in, and he's going to make it to Homestead on one of the. What are the weaker playoff runs? But that's the thing, though, James, is he's he's only 22 points to the good. He has a couple or he has one bad stage. Just oh, you one blow bad a tire. stage. Yeah, you blow a tire. I mean, that stuff happens, right? Right. But I mean, just one bad stage and he's, he's yeah. out. He's in trouble. Yeah, he's in big trouble. I mean, I don't I, I sure, certainly wouldn't. I would. Yeah, let's say if Danny <laughs> Oh, no, I, I don't feel comfortable with Kyle Busch at all because of the way he's been running. Um, I, I'm more confident in Denny Hamlin, who's on the outside looking in, than I am Kyle Busch. But Kyle Busch has those points, that nice little cushion. So he can have one bad stage and then go out and win stage two, and he's got his points. You know, he, he'll be in pretty decent shape. So Right. Um, yeah, I, will, I will note, too, that, you know, we, we're talking about Phoenix and we'll, we'll preview Phoenix here shortly. So we'll probably get into this a little bit more then, but um, yeah, th- I mean, Kyle, the last three races, he's got two wins out of the last yeah, three out of control. Um, yeah, his average of control. finish of 1.3. Yeah, he's but, led uh, 422 of 936. Harvick still has an average finish of fifth in the last three with a, with a win. Yeah. Which I mean, his average finish is 9.3 total at this track. So, He's yeah, he's not a slouch. He's won at Phoenix nine times. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's <laughs> I mean, you say it's Kyle Busch's playground. Kyle's only won three here. Because they've been recent, but Harvick's yeah. got nine. Harvick's got the most wins here of anybody. So, Har- yeah, Harvick is uh, man. Remember, it was not that long ago. He was 
He was unstoppable. But Kyle yeah. Busch has won the last two. Um, he won the spring race, and he won uh, last year to get himself locked into Homestead. Right. Man, wow. Yeah. All right. That you looking at you if you're looking at the past winners, it's just Kevin Harvick and <laughs> yeah. everybody else is kind Jimmy's, of Jimmy Jimmy Johnson has four. Yep. Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s last career win, Phoenix. And a rain short rain shortened event too. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. All right. Uh we got a couple news items this week. Nothing real major happened this week in the world of news. Um just uh you know, Roger Penske bought IndyCar <laughs> and yeah. Indianapolis Motor Speedway. No big deal. Nothing. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I was going to say you led with IndyCar, but I feel like the purchasing of the track is the bigger news. Buying yeah. IndyCar is also huge news, but yeah. I don't know. Too. They're both pretty darn big. Um, but the I, track is... Well, see, oh. I, I disagree. I feel like Penske buying the Speedway is less of a surprise considering he's a former track owner than right, him buying the series. Four men have ever had their names on the deed to Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and it's what, what 100 plus year history. Right. That's pretty significant. Yeah, it's a pretty big but, deal. Uh, Roger Penske, um, he's like the Jesus of na- of auto racing. Yeah. He is just he's there for us when we need him most. So how does this when when you own a series, but you also own a team in the series, not to mention one of the best teams in the series? How does that work? This is the Tony Stewart model, kind of, right? Yeah. Only does it on a small level. He right. owns a series. He owns a team in that series in the All-Star Circuit of Champions, and he owns Eldora, which they race on. So yeah, yeah it is kind of the same. Same. It is scenario. the and he drive and he's the driver. So right. No. <laughs> it's kind of like a that's like the mini version of what Roger's trying to do, but um, yeah, I guess it's just I don't know. You operate them as separate businesses, right? I, I guess so. I don't know. I, yeah, this is a strange one. So On a high, high profile level. It's strange. So what does this mean? What, what can we, because I mean, other than the fact that Roger has pointed out that he, you know, plans to continue the relationship with NASCAR with Indianapolis motor speedway and the Brickyard 400. And he also floated the idea of IndyCar NASCAR double headers. Um, aside from those things, or even with those things, what else does what else can we expect from this just by guessing what this will mean? I think we're going to see more um, we're going to see more flexibility on IndyCar's side to have more joint events with NASCAR. Number one, I think that's going to happen. Right, I agree. I think we we are essentially and this this came as a shock to us when this news hit. Yeah. I think it was a shock to everybody. We didn't even know this was on the radar. No, so not a bit. You, you and I were talking last week about IndyCar NASCAR, do, you know, getting yep. some something together. I think this happens sooner rather than later. Now, mm-hmm. I think IndyCar is going to have some built-in flexibility, and I think Roger can talk about keeping NASCAR in, at Indianapolis Motor Speedway all he wants, and, and for whatever reasons he he publicly states, but he's not turning away those TV dollars. Let's right. let's be real. The the big that big contract is that's a lot of money, and to have that date on the calendar is super important. So that's not going away. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's really that big a news on the NASCAR side. I did see a story about maybe they think about putting in lights. I, I don't know. That doesn't really. At Indy? I mean, that. Yeah. Man, that'd be tough. That'd be a hard yeah. track to light. I mean, not yeah, that they couldn't could, do it, but it'd be a hard track to light. You could have races in July again where you then you could have cooler weather. Yeah. So, I mean. The thing you have well. to understand about lighting a track, too, that people don't really understand they don't really think about is that um it's the outside the track yeah exactly it's not just the track and you got to think of indianapolis first of all if you've ever been down there it's kind of i don't it's not i don't know is this really the area you want to be walking around in after dark yeah um especially in a nascar weekend when you've got a lot smaller crowd of people and um you know, and not just that, but even the infield and everything. You got the golf course there. Yep. I don't know, man. I, I think it'd be really tough to light that place. Yeah. That's why we've, I mean, we lived that with, with Michigan International Speedway. Yep. It's never going to get lit because of how, I mean, it's literally in the middle of nowhere. Right. And that's the other thing you got to consider, too. I mean, Indy is, you know, it's in Indianapolis, but it's not in Indianapolis. It's, it's in quite speed, a ways it's in out Speedway. Of the city. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, 
you know, if you go like I've been to, uh, I've been to a couple tracks that run night races. I've been to Kentucky and Chicago, and you go and one of the consistent things you see at these big NASCAR tracks that are well that are lit. I guess I've been to Daytona too. Is a giant yep. power grid going to them? <laughs> Yeah, there's these huge power lines going there because they need a lot of power to light that track. And so you have to that's all this. That's why Michigan likely is never going to get lights, because like you said, it's in the middle of nowhere. They're going to run after yeah. a lot of power out there to light that. It's just never going to be worth it. And and Brooklyn is a very little town. It's right. It's mom and pop. And I mean, what is town. what is Indianapolis gain by being lit? Maybe the NASCAR race is a little cooler. But you're not going to run the Indy 500 at night. That'd be ridiculous. No. First of all, it's in May, and it's not. I don't think it's that warm to run it at night. But no, you are not going to. That that race is one of those traditional races that you just can't change. You got to. It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like Tony's talked with Eldora. There's certain modifications they won't do at Eldora because you just can't change the history of it. And yeah. that's the same way as it's, Indy. Yeah, it's Wrigley Field. It's. Yeah. Fenway Park. I mean, you, know? you can screw with the Brickyard 400 all you want. There's not a whole lot of tradition there, no. except that it's at Indianapolis. But the Indy 500 has, you know, 100 and what, three years of tradition. Yeah. You're not changing that. You, I will you do, say, you're though, going to be very unpopular. We ran the Daytona 500 under the lights a few, quite a few times. Yeah, but even the Daytona 500, I don't know. NASCAR is so gimmicky that I think you can get away with that stuff. True. Shoot, the, the Southern 500 is under the lights now. Yeah, it is. Yep. You know, so... That's true. But yep. night, night racing in NASCAR true. isn't, it's not as. It's part of the, it's, it's bred into the sport. Yeah. You, I mean, it's stock NASCAR car racing, is, man. It, NASCAR yeah, came from the bull the rings, the, the night races at the short tracks, you know? Yeah. Yep. So, okay. NASCAR so here's, race. here's two takeaways I have from this and then I'll, we'll discuss it a little bit more. Yeah, I want to hear, I want to hear your thoughts because I, that's the first thing I jumped to, but I wanted to hear your perspective. Well, this is, I, I mean, first of all, I, 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 I like. I think it's a cool deal, but we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. The two things that I draw from this, two conclusions I draw from this that we're going to see. Um, these are my predictions. One, the whole, um, I don't know. I just lost my train of thought. Okay, skip that thought. Uh, <laughs> so Penske owning I, Indy, the IndyCar series, we will not. And I, this was a question I was asked on the radio. I went on in Toledo yesterday. We will not see IndyCar back at Michigan International Speedway. Because of this deal. No. And the reason for that is because Penske also puts on the race at Belle Isle. Yep. And he is not going to pull, even though they wouldn't be on the same weekend, he is not going to pull resources from Belle Isle to run at Michigan International Speedway. So we can kiss the idea of IndyCar at MIS goodbye, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is coming from nothing. <laughs> well, is- I just thought I just thought of one. And I hope you say what I'm thinking. Go for it. I no, I'm I'm just saying that's I I'm basing this off of oh. absolutely no information whatsoever. Right. right. No inside information. This is just my guess. What what was yours? I had one more thought about this. Okay. Um leaning more towards the flexibility of IndyCar. Mm-hmm. Would Roger Penske be the guy to help us deliver NASCAR drivers at the Indianapolis five hundred? That'd be cool. Can we get that flexibility somewhere in the schedule? Can Roger Penske broker that deal to get us a Jimmy Johnson and Kyle Busch? That'd be awesome. At the, at the Indianapolis 500. That'd be. I want to see Kyle Busch running any 500. Kyle Larson. I want to see Larson. I want to see those. I want to see those guys. I, I want to see guys. Bush run it so bad because I feel like he would be spectacular. And Kurt was spectacular when yeah. he ran it. Yeah. Yeah. And Kyle's got such skill in, in cars, you know. He's done so much on the NASCAR side that it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, I'd love to see Kyle Busch run open wheel one time. Speaking of Kyle Busch running another series, James. Hell yeah. <laughs> Kyle <laughs> Busch. Yeah, Kyle Busch is going to run the Rolex 24. Yeah. He must be getting bored. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, he's going to run. Uh, he's going to run. Um, what's the team? The. Uh, Oh, my God. The AIM Vassar Sullivan Toyota? Yeah. There you go. Yep. Lexus. It's a, I guess it's a Lexus, but. Right. Yes, it is. There you go. Yeah. Um, same thing. Lexus and Toyota are the same thing. Yeah. I think, I mean, this is a cool deal. It's not surprising. Kyle's wanted to branch out a bit. Um, he did say this week, reiterated again, that once he hits 100 wins in the Xfinity Series, he's done. Um, of course, he did mention that if he needs to sell some sponsorship or 
uh, Joe oh, Gibbs yeah, needs yeah. him to run a race or two, he, he'll do it. But a, caveat, a little, bit, little caveat there. Yeah, he says he wants to run more truck races, but uh, they won't let him do that. So I mean, it took a little shot at that whole deal. Yeah, it's his old damn his own damn fault. He was too good. Yep. Yep. So but uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot to say here. I mean, we've seen we've seen dr- cup drivers run in the Rolex 24 before, and it's cool that Kyle's yep. going to get a chance to do it and be interesting to see how he does. Yeah. Tony Stewart, Dale Jr. They teamed up one time. Dale yep. Jr. and his dad teamed up. Yep. Uh, Larson won the dang thing, didn't he? With yeah. uh, or no, McMurray. Yeah. McMurray won it. Right. Yeah. With Ganassi. So. Yep. Yeah, we've seen. Uh, we've seen Juan Pablo. It's actually probably happened more than people realize because it doesn't get the publicity all the time that. Yeah. It might. So. I think the Dinger won it too, if I'm not mistaken. A lot right. of guys, a lot of Cup guys have have done really well at the Rolex. Yep. Uh, silly season stuff. Uh. Tony Stewart says SHR is getting closer with Suarez, but every day that we say we're getting closer with Suarez, it starts to feel like maybe something's not going to come together. Well, and I just saw on Twitter that uh, the ownership group of the 32, they they want LaJoy back. Hmm. So well, Custer's not going there, sounds like. Interesting. So I don't know what that means for Daniel, but I'm assuming they're going to get this done on a one-year deal. So a couple weeks ago, I agreed with the whole concept of yeah there's no point in moving Cole Custer up right now because it's going to be a new car anyway why get him experience in this car but wouldn't you want him to get some experience when it doesn't matter racing against these guys like how is yeah. it gonna hurt to get him I what's he gonna do just dry, keep driving uh in the Xfinity series it, right it doesn't, it doesn't matter just no. yeah get him get him in the seat yeah it's not like he's learning in the Xfinity series anything that's going to help him in cup he's not racing against the same guys so why not get yeah. him up here and race against these guys so yeah, time seat time matters no matter what you get just get him in a seat yeah. keep him keep him going one way that uh, Daniel Suarez can ensure that he's back next season though is to lead you know 25 laps or more in a race and finish third um, that, that helps. Good. Yep. He had a good, <laughs> so, really, he had a really good day at Texas, a really good day. Yep. Uh, we also got word this weekend that, uh, Kurt Busch is re-upped with Chip Ganassi, a multi-year deal, two years, I believe. Is yeah. A multi-year deal and Mars monsters is going to stick with them too. Yep. Um, yeah. And I thought it, this was a little bit of a surprise, not in that Kurt has re-signed, but that it's, but that's why I put it in the notes because yeah. it surprised the heck out of me. I'm like, wait a second. That's a multi-year deal. Yeah. Kurt was talking about hanging it up at the end of this season and now he's back for multiple years. Well, who does Ganassi have to replace him? Man, who's better than Kurt Busch coming up for them? Other than, other than, uh, Ross Chastain, nobody. I mean, I don't think there's anybody it, in the works. No, I'm not trying to insult Ross Chastain, but I take Kurt. <laughs> yeah, I'm still going to stay with Kurt if yeah. I had to choose two drivers for the next couple of years. Yep. Ross is a fine driver. He's done. A, he's done a heck of a job with what he's got. But yeah, I've gone I, back I, and forth with Ross. He's done more with less than most guys in his situation would have done. I think he's pretty abrasive, though. He definitely is. I, I almost you, feel like he's can, he's getting too much confidence right now. You I mean, can either really like it or you can really dislike it. Yeah, he has and, a right it, to be overly confident because of what you just said that he's done a lot with little. But yeah. sometimes that that comes across as arrogance he's, and it doesn't. He's got it. Well, here's the thing. He's got a chip on his shoulder, which I love. Yeah. And when you're losing and you're brash like that, it comes off as what is this guy doing? But when right. you're winning and you're brash, it comes across as confidence. Right. So he's yeah. he's still riding that confidence bubble trying to win this truck championship. Um. And he's got a ride in the Xfinity. He's got a good ride in Xfinity next year. So he's he's climbing the ladder again. So we'll see where he ends up. But he's still winning. So I I'm kind of pro Chastain, but I I see where you're coming from for sure. Right. A um, couple other news items that's not that aren't on the list here, but just things that are popping in my head. Uh, James, I mentioned before we started recording that I wanted to mention the the Tony Stewart deal. Um, Stewart. I uh, did the the whole run around the track at uh, Circuit of the Americas with the cup so, with the cup car. Um, thought that was pretty cool. Claimed uh, I think he said something along the lines of thinking that the cup cars could run there, and uh, saying he wants to get back in a stock car. Waiting for those quotes. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, and he yeah he had some comments about how tough some of the drivers are now, and 
the whole fighting deal and everything. There's some good stuff from Tony. So you could still kick everybody's butt in the garage. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> what did he say? He would like to take both uh, Denny Hamlin. And... He said, "Line them up." Yeah, yeah. line them up. <laughs> and he'll, he'll whoop both their asses. He said. So. Oh no, Denny. <laughs> well, Denny Hamlin's also kind of hurt, so he's gonna yeah. have off surgery. So I, he might still be able to take Denny. I'm trying <laughs> to think of who he couldn't take. Uh, De Benedetto, I wouldn't mess with him. <laughs> he's got. He's got some cannons. Um, who's another guy? I went. I, Newman still scares me. Yeah. Like a like a kind of like a wrestler. He's low to the ground and he's surprised. Probably surprisingly strong. Right. Got that farm strong. <laughs> so yeah, there's a couple of guys I wouldn't mess with. But Tony, I'd still take pound for pound. <laughs> pound, pound, for pound. He's he's gonna be tough. Yeah. Um, another thing worth I thought worth mentioning just because I I like the guy. It's nice to see him get another opportunity. Uh, we mentioned Ross Chastain running for uh, Nice Motorsports in the Truck Series. Um, he's going to be joined this weekend at Phoenix by Ty Majeski, who's getting his first truck start this weekend. Um, going to run the truck for Nice Motorsports, so we'll see what he can do. He, you know, Majeski had a good career in the ARCA Series, uh, moved over to Roush and struggled at Roush, and um, I guess he's been back doing late model racing and doing a heck of a job racing late models. So cool to see him get another shot. Hopefully he can yeah. do something with it. Yeah, I got another one too. Riley Herbst. We didn't put this in the uh, we didn't put this in the notes, but he's going to drive the number eighteen for uh, Joe Gibbs in the Xfinity Series next year, full time. Nice. I did not know that. That's yeah, what I didn't um, even know. Yeah, he's going full time, and then Gibbs is actually going to have to fire up a fourth car to run part time for Hamlin and Bush. So they've got their Xfinity lineup set for twenty twenty twenty. So uh, Jeffrey Earnhardt not coming, not coming <laughs> back. But uh, yeah, so that's a good another good young driver getting a shot there. Um, so yeah, there's yeah. been a little, little bit of movement. We got some crew chief movement. Um, Luke Lambert will be with Kurt, Chris Busher next year. And then Randall Burnett will go to with Tyler Reddick. So a couple of quick, quick hitting silly season items. But, okay. um, there, you go. there we go. There you go. We go to Phoenix, which will always be Phoenix international raceway to me instead of Gordon raceway. When I he- yeah exactly when I hear ISM Raceway I think of Sears Point for some reason, um, so yeah, that's a good one. But uh, good. it is the Blue Green Vacations 500 from ISM Raceway. Sorry, I couldn't say that without laughing. <laughs> uh, and I guess I get the first pick this week, huh? You do. You gotta beat me. I I got the win last week. I'm gonna keep bragging about it because that's the only thing I got. I sucked in fantasy, so. Well, I'm gonna give you the guy that you're probably gonna pick, and I'm gonna go Kevin Harvick and say he's gonna keep this thing going and get the win. Oh, this you weekend. like? Okay. Yeah, so okay. I'll give you Bush because I'm sure that's probably you're going to take, right? Um, listen, I want to take Kyle Bush, but <laughs> for our playoff bracket purposes, I need Denny Hamlin to win this race. Okay. So I'm going to say Denny Hamlin because I need him. He's my pick to be the champion. So I need him to put up or shut up, man. This is big time. There you go. Uh, right. Dark Horse, you get first. Man. What do I do here? What do I do? <laughs> I feel like William Byron doesn't count anymore. He hasn't um, got that win yet, man. He, I think you could pick him. I know. I'm going to say Austin Dillon. He's actually not that bad here. Um, I'll go Austin Dillon. I am going to go with a guy who um, he, he, he's been – he was – originally not able to be a dark horse and he's been able to be a dark horse now. And, uh, even more so here because he does not have a win at this track, but he has an average finish of 13.5 and I'm going Ryan Newman, the rocket man. I remember Ryan making a pretty big move to get himself into the final four at Phoenix a a few years ago. Um, Yeah. So yeah, that's a good one. He's no Um, slouch here. I'm looking at the numbers here really quick. Just pointing, I want to point this out. Yeah. Joey Logano is 23rd on the list on average finish at 22 over the last three races. Interesting. That is something that sticks out to me. By the way, my Ryan Newman point. Uh, so he maybe he doesn't. Does he have a win here? He does have a win there because I'm looking I've, at I'm looking at the last four races. So it's the last an early four races, see, Yeah, his. he won one of his first races with uh, that's right with Richard Childress in the yeah. 31. Few years yeah, what does back, he look like I'm overall? Give it to you. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm still taking him. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Overall, fifteen point nine. So he he actually has a better average finish. No, sixteen point seven. He has a better average finish in the last four races than he does over his career, with That's awesome. two wins at Phoenix. 
Yeah, two total wins. And uh, neither of us picked Alex Bowman, who could very well go out there and win this thing. Yeah, pretty yeah. He's, he's not Dark Horse anymore, though. He is not Dark Horse, but he has an average start of five over the last three races, so that is nice. tops on the circuit. Nice. Uh, other than Chase Elliott. <laughs> I, I, missed, <laughs> I missed him. 2.3. That's really good. Hmm. So there you go. Cool. Uh, is it even worth talking about the fantasy league? I didn't pick my drivers again this week. Did I win? Um, no, you <laughs> did beat me though, but I think it's going to be a long shot for you to catch me. So I'm feeling pretty good with one race, uh, before the championship. I'm actually pulling it up right now. I think I'm just going to keep the same drivers uh, the rest of the season. <laughs> might have to, I, I mean, it doesn't hurt. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I, I will say about our playoff bracket really quick. Yeah. Um, a few of us are doing pretty good. I don't think I'm trying to. I don't have the sheets in front of me. I don't think anybody has Harvick as the champion. Okay. Um, but a lot of people, I do have him in the final four. So it's going to be tight. Um, if, if Denny Hamlin does not make the championship four, it's going to it's going to put things kind of haywire, and some people are going to it's going to break some people away. So um, overall standings for our league, it is Ranger Running reclaims. We have a really good championship battle. Ranger Runyon leads in the overall standings by three points. After all that, it is a three-point lead over Justin 713 for wow. the championship. Huh. Uh, Freight, Freight Train is just under 100 points back. Um, so he's not out of the out of it either. Um, and then it's Hurricane Dicka, me, you, and Scoters. There you go. And then for Phoenix, or excuse me, for Texas, the winner was Freight Train. And then Ranger Runyon, Justin 713. The KB show and Smokey come back round out your top five. Hmm. So there you go. Brad Kozlowski really screwed me. I'll say that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's it. That was the one. That was the big one. All right. Uh, let's see. I was looking something else up here that has nothing to do with podcast right now. But anyway, we're on the clock. Yeah. Right. Let's uh, any shout outs, James. Um. I think we did our. Sh- I think I did a shout out last week, but next week we're gonna have a little bit of a different podcast. Um, that's what I'll say. Is it be kind of fun? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Ben, you know who you. Ben, you know who you are. Be ready. <laughs> oh, that, 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 there, there's my shout out. There you go. Okay. Um, I got a couple. I have my weekly Dale Junior podcast shout out, but it's a little bit different this week. Um, it really has nothing to do with the podcast except for a discussion that was had during the podcast that I found interesting. So um, he mentioned they were talking to uh, is it David Hobbs, NASCAR, yeah. former Na- former announcer. Um, he was the guest and they were talking about the Hobbs was talking about when he worked with CBS and the whole aspect of you're working for, you know, a network station that you're trying to expose NASCAR to an audience that maybe doesn't fully understand the sport while at the same time trying to cater to the fans that are diehards and know this stuff. And so there's this balance that you have to play. And Junior talked about this, that they had a moment like that at Texas this weekend. They were discussing during the commercial break whether to bring it up on the actual broadcast. And I'm guessing because I didn't see it on the broadcast, I either missed it or they didn't end up discussing it. But apparently Kevin Harvick, they were watching the onboard and Harvick, or they were listening to his radio chatter, and he was turning off the switch for the alternator during the race to gain extra horsepower, and they were telling him to watch the voltage to make sure that he didn't basically run the car out of juice and screw himself over. So this is another one of those things that these teams are doing, these little things that you don't realize. It's not just as simple as just getting in the car and driving. They're switching the alternator off and balancing how long they can switch that off to get the extra horsepower versus when to turn it back on so the car doesn't die. That's that crazy. Really interesting. <laughs> well, it goes down to, we have some really smart engineers in yeah. NASCAR and that is something that I did not hear about that. That's really cool. Yeah. I thought it was really neat. And even Hobbs said that he did not know that they were doing that. So it's kind of cool when they're, when we're hearing stuff that, uh, that, you know, even the, the pros don't know about. So I thought that was neat. Do you think uh, th- this was, probably not the main reason why but do you think joe gibbs i <laughs> we're supposed to be ending the show but i have a question no it's okay do you think joe gibbs is like looking over their shoulder going what the heck happened at texas and should we be worried for homestead yeah i mean i don't know that was a butt whooping yeah it was and 
we're heading into Homestead, and I, if I were Joe Gibbs Racing, I'd be wondering, like, what the what the heck? Right. Did Stuart Haas rope dope us all season? <laughs> right. Or what? Like, what happened? There you it's go. Pretty, you pretty you got cool. that quote in after all. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, my other shout-out that I wanted to mention is also Dale Jr. related, and it is – I meant, meant to mention it last week and completely forgot about it. NBC Sports, through the rest of the season, is doing the Dale Jr. spy cam where they basically have a camera point at Dale Jr. in the tower during his broadcast, and they will replay some of his best calls and different things on their YouTube channel, the NASCAR on NBC. Or NASCAR on NBC Motorsports, I think, is the channel on YouTube that has this. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool. I mean, it's it's another look at the at behind the scenes of things, and I think Jr., Jr. to me feels like one of us up in the booth, and it kind of is interesting to see what one of us would be like in the booth, so... If you're sick of Dale Jr., then don't watch it, but uh, I thought it was pretty neat. Well, and that just – this is one of those things like what is the what is the data telling you now that Dale Jr.'s had two full seasons in the booth? Right. It's people want Dale Jr. Yeah. They just want to see Dale Jr. They probably could care less. Some people could probably care less about the race sometimes. I'll tell you what. I am – Get their Dale Jr. fix. I am much – I like – okay, so I was never a giant Dale Jr. fan. I did cheer for him to win some races at the end, especially – you know, he was NASCAR's most popular driver at the time. You want your most popular driver to be winning races. Um, but I am a huge Dale Jr. fan since he's been out of the car. I think as a broadcaster, he's spectacular. I was a big fan of the podcast as he as he was doing it. And so I've become a pretty big Dale Jr. cheerleader, if you can't tell from this podcast. <laughs> yeah, the last few episodes, you've really been nailing that Dale Jr. download. Yeah, I've been back to listening to it weekly. So he's Get had that some Dale good Jr. shows. Download, yeah. Get that. yeah. There you go. Uh, anything else, James? Did I miss I anything? we're good, man. No, I think we're good. All right. Let's close this sucker out. Uh, where can they find you on social media if they want to talk to you during the week? At James Cush on Twitter. You can find me at T Super Speedway on Twitter. You can find the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash the super speedway. Our website is thesuperspeedway.com. You can find the podcast there, show notes, links to the articles we discussed, and also past coverage of races and all kinds of stuff there. So check that out, thesuperspeedway.com. You can find the podcast on Apple Music, Google Play, and SoundCloud, wherever you found it today. We hope you subscribe and continue to listen. And if you want to become a part of the show, as Ben will be doing next week, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash the super speedway. We go to ISM Raceway this weekend in Phoenix. It is the Blue Green Vacations 500. We'll be back maybe a little early next week to discuss it, break it all down, and preview Homestead. Get ready for the Final Four, the championship race, the very last Ford Championship weekend from Homestead Miami Speedway. <laughs> I know, right? Makes me sad. And we get a preview of next year's championship race this weekend at ISM Raceway. We'll be back next week to discuss it. Until then, everybody, let's go racing. <laughs>